0: Sorry. Oh, that's <laughs> what that is. Okay. <laughs> I was, same, same. I'm sorry. I know. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, so yeah. So we're recording and you sound good to me on my end. I see you on the, on the other end. So that's cool. All right, got the recording down. So I'm going to now send you the email so I can see you. Yeah, the Zoom. <laughs> okay, good. So you got it. Yeah, So sweet. I didn't know. I was like... What? Is, okay, hold on. Uh, I reread your book, so that's exciting. It <laughs> always, you know, it's nice to uh, to do this because it focuses my my brain, you know, on like right. someone's essence and, and and their voice. So, yeah. Um, so here. Let me
1: go into my email right now.
0: Right, so um, if you could do it from somewhere else, maybe like not your phone. I don't know, I mean, I, I, if you, I don't know how your phone works. So. Um,
1: oh, on yeah, my computer, I'm gonna do on my laptop to Zoom.
0: Okay, yeah, so let's um,
1: see. Let me know when you send the, the link.
0: Yeah, I, am I, t- I now having trouble with email too? Okay, so I'm in my Zoom and I've added you.
1: Okay. And i should record the the zoom you said
0: um yeah if you can that'll be better
1: does it let me do it if i'm not the one who made it because i can i can send you a zoom link okay
0: why don't you do that yeah that's even better because my phone i'm using another number i'm using my two and two number and it seems to not be able to find your contact so yeah That'd be great. Just send it to me. My email is my first name Euridice, Eurydice, E U R Y D I C E, the number one, at me dot com. Emmy at Emmy uh, Can
1: you spell one more time?
0: Sorry. E U R Y, yep. D I C E, yep. One. One. Uh huh. The number yep. one. Yes. Emmy dot at M-E.com.
1: Oh, wow. You got your your name basically as your email. That's so cool.
0: Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, uh,
0: so where are you now? I'm in the Bronx. Okay. Uh,
1: Bronx, it? New York.
0: How has the year been?
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Uh? Good question. Yeah. Um, You know, it's been um, up and down. It's been pretty crazy. Um, Let me make sure I Understand how to record stuff, though. That's a good
0: okay.
1: point. Oh, it's, it's right there. Okay. Yeah, it's it.
0: right there exactly.
1: So, um, um, I it's been it's been a you know it's been scary year. It's been a rough year. It's it's been a lot, but um, you know we're we're here hanging in there. Good. Uh, my back actually like that's one thing. I may like try to stand up a couple of times to stretch my back out because. Mm-hmm. Um I, I kinda herniated a disc and so sometimes sitting in the in the desk chair. I don't want to sit in my bed because
0: Wait, how did you herniate a disc, dude? How?
1: I think um literally just some sitting a lot and then I, I I've done it before, so it's it gets easy for it to happen again. But I think it's from being very active, then sort of suddenly being inactive and then trying to be active again. Mm. Oh, I see your I see you've entered.
0: All righty, I got you. Hey there. Yay! Hey!
1: So I wonder, maybe I have to put my phone somewhere else.
0: Oh, we have an echo? You have I don't, echo? Wanna,
1: I'm sure yeah, we'll have I'm one. So,
0: I'm looking like a little like, overlit here. That's better. So um, yeah, I was reading. I was reading a piece today, actually. I think in well, the Times or something. Wait, I can't hear you now. So you get a Zoom. You get a mute to the Zoom. Oh, my Zoom is muted. Yeah, we need both of our Zooms muted, so that I can be recording us on the phone only. Oh yeah. okay i see yeah because i'm looking at my laptop now because what i'm Perfect. interested in 99 is our audio because that's what's going to stay for freaking eternity <laughs> <laughs> got it got and, it got uh, it okay and the video which you're recording um i can put on youtube but i'm still going to use the audio that i got i get here so if there's like weird stuff on the audio I can edit it out in this program and I can you know do like a quick edit if we talk too much or...
1: <laughs> do you suggest I record to my I can do either one but so um, record... I want
0: you simply to record the video on your laptop yeah it's you know now and yeah. then you can email me the recording of the zoom and it will be muted and that's fine
1: okay so I think I I've done that now, so I think we're recording.
0: Yeah, and we sound good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. So I was reading an article about how oh, this is a great time to write. (laughs) And any of you who have like wanted to write novels, you know, COVID is such a good time. And it's like no, no, like you stupid bitch. (laughs) Like we need to live, you know. Now is a bad time for Feel stuff and react to stuff and. Yeah, like the writing is like a conversation, you know. It's not like
1: <laughs> Yes. It's um I yeah. think it's a difficult time for everything, really. So, you yeah. know, but... yeah.
0: Plus yeah. like you strangely see what's enough, happening in the news and everywhere, you know.
1: Well. I am um, strangely enough, I finished my novel though during pandemic. Oh, that's
0: great. Congratulations. <laughs>
1: so, maybe there's something yeah. it was brutal though. Brutal. Yeah,
0: yeah it's brutal, right? Yeah. Well, you'll tell us if you want what it's about. So I'm going to start and then we'll talk about everything. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Just to confirm your, how I pronounce your name, Nana Kwame Ajay Brenya. Perfect. Oh, oh, you see foreigners. (laughs) 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 We get it. And
1: you're Eurydice. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's, That's sweet. Okay. One, two, three. Welcome to Speak Sex. I'm your host, Evy Ridisi. And my guest today is uh, Nana Kwame Ajay Brenya. He's a great uh, writer, novelist, um, and uh, short story writer. And he's just turned 30, right, Nana? Yes, now. <laughs> so, yeah, sweet. So, <laughs> I, I love that too. Um, A couple of things about you. Uh, You are the son of immigrants from Ghana uh, and you were, I guess, born and grew up in New York, uh, somewhere upstate, went to SUNY Albany, got your MFA at Syracuse, and your book, uh, Friday Black, uh, did very well. (laughs) It's considered the bestseller and it won uh, the Breakwater Review Fiction Contest and got the Penn-Jean Stein Book Award and you were selected as one of National Book Foundation's five under 35 authors by Colson Whitehead. So congrats for all of that. And you've been working on your novel, or finished your novel during quarantine, right? (laughs)
1: Yeah. Um, First, thank you so much. It's it's a pleasure to be here talking to you right now. And um, yeah, I did somehow uh, finish a novel during this sort of bleak year. Very recently, I have a draft anyways, so finished is a complicated term, but I have at least—it's right. almost like I have a starting place, really.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's never finished. That's why we keep writing, right? It's one unending, you know, text. Never <laughs> or incantation. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. I mean, what I do like about your work, you know, for myself, there are all kinds of interesting aspects to it, and. um you know people should read it you know because there's so much to it but for me you know I'm, I'm a first generation immigrant too so I recognize the language that's English you know and the, the grammar that's correct but it still contains echoes of like the old languages you know from the from the old land and so I hear that in it i hear the rhythm you know of like how our people kind of talk chant more yeah <laughs> right yeah, um because yeah. english is like such a such a business language um and the languages that you know we come from that that of the of, of an oral tradition uh you know the stories we grew up on are, are very much you know languages of like echo and and rhythm and like the pulse, right? The, the blood <laughs> beating. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So I I, I love the the sound, you know, the sentence structure and kind of like the sound of of the language. Um, I like that you just, you know, like me and like the writers whose work I I personally enjoy most. You know, try to write down the body. <laughs> you know, yeah. write the flesh and um, yeah you know, bridge that gap between the mind and the body that like, I think the patriarchy, you know, keeps insisting on
1: (laughs) Um, Mm. and then, Mm.
0: and then also, um, you know, write what we're scared to say, like write exactly what, you know, what's unspeakable or or like was considered unspeakable. Right. So, so like writing as an exorcism, a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
1: I feel that for sure. Yeah. it's uh it's a mag, it's a definitely a magic you said incantation earlier there's a kind of exorcism um it's a way literally you could excise some of those things that are a part of yourself and part of your world in a in a way that um i don't know has a lot of power for me at least so i, I that resonates with me for sure
0: yeah yeah and also you're not like very genre specific which i appreciate you know it, it was, it's kind of hard to put the book in a category. So we call it a short story collection and, you know, but that's a euphemism, like <laughs> you have uh, like a moment here, you know, then a story, but then also just like, you know, a, a moment in time or a thought or a dream.
1: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really, you know, the, the idea of genre, it comes up with me a lot because of exactly what you just said. Uh, this book is not easy to put into a category and because of that you know i i actually struggled for a long time trying to categorize myself artistically in terms of writing do i do this or that am i this kind of writer or that kind of writer and i feel very grateful to some of my mentors like george saunders who just like when i would come to him like george do i do this or that he was just like yes you know and um it was a really important sort of generosity he gave me because um it reminds me that our tendency to categorize it's just it's like this weird fear we have we have this like fear of like if we can't label this exactly how we want to it somehow escaped us or may hurt us or is like uh we haven't done our due diligence but i think some oftentimes like the process of categorizing or labeling is inherently reductive you know we're right away like squeezing into it a box that it never acts to be in
0: right and also like that's not the the creative impulse i think it's kind kind of like anti you know anti-artistic you know it makes yes. it makes sense like for the corporate world and like google googlefication <laughs> and 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 maybe like if writing you know to some people means coding maybe for coders <laughs> but like it doesn't make sense for the process of creation which comes from chaos
1: uh, if you're an artist you know part of the whole point of the art for me is like you're getting your essential essence out through the medium so the genre of the art you make is eurydice like to me like that's like the genre the genre right, of money right, is right, like right.
0: i agree you know? yeah 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 sweet yeah yeah and and we get to do it. And that's another thing I love about you, you know, that you don't mind like going from one, one medium to another. I mean, it's all the same voice, you know, whether it's like a song or a drawing or, you know, it, you know, I, I, I kind of like run against that, you know, resistance. <laughs> a lot in, in, my, in my career, I still do. It's like, are you an artist? Are you a writer? Are you a speaker? Are you a scholar? I'm like, what? Yeah. 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 Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. It, it's like you it's, it's like is this, is it a job interview or are we talking about art, you know? Um and I'm even and I think we all struggle with that cuz I I mean I still I love photography, I love like filmmaking. I hesitate to call myself a photographer or a filmmaker because I don't know, because I haven't done whatever I don't know. And even being a writer, it's like, uh, it's like the scary thing. But when I, I have, stu- when I tell my students, um, you know, if you write, you're a writer, you're, you're, if you're making something, you're serving the story. If you're doing that, if you're taking the chance and being vulnerable with across whatever medium, to me, that's it. And, uh, that's a great, to me, that that's, that's, that's what it's about. Not like figuring out your sort of like category, Cause it doesn't know what that, I don't know what that serves. Even some of these um like genres and labels, I'm not against them. I think they do apply to me, but okay, I write sci-fi. Like, so what? It's not going to inform my process in any way.
0: Right. Exactly. I write, yeah.
1: I write this or that. Okay. It doesn't yeah. feel like it's for me. So I don't, I don't, to me, it's just not really, uh. Imp- it's not important to the process of actually making. It seems more like uh, after the fact appraisal for selling purposes
0: right it seems exactly it's just like all about the selling of it and uh, I I don't know you know there is a big part of it in my opinion that's like the man you know it's the man telling us who we are so until like the man says yeah you know you wrote a book and a legitimate publisher spent you know a few dollars (laughs) like printing it and uh, you know distributing it that makes you right writer, otherwise it's not, you know, or like a gallery, you know, or, or a few galleries like have sold some of your art, so you're an artist, otherwise you're not, you know. But like it's really so arbitrary, to, you know, I think, because, I, you know, I, it's so easy nowadays, you know, like the, the the patriarchs are dead, I'm sorry, like the system keeps going of its own momentum, but like, you know truth doesn't exist the way it used to we don't all get our beliefs from this like one centralized like authority anyway right yeah. Yeah. yes yeah yes so like why is it still up to the you know the powers that be <laughs> to give us the the stamp of approval that that's what we're we are you know because because <laughs> they monetized our work a little
1: <laughs> i i think about it so much and like don't even get me going down this path because i like talk about it forever but like i it's what's scary is even our ability to consume or and consume is not even the best word because that's what we do only but like appreciate like art is informed by this kind of patriarchal sort of kind of arbitrary system okay this book is 3.7 stars like what What does that mean? Like, what could that mean?
0: I know. (laughs) And then, like, you Um, get one extra review or two, and the stars change. Uh, You're like, the metrics are so ridiculous.
1: (laughs) And, again, like, I I, I don't think, like, um, there is no use for criticism or, like, thinking about work at a high level. I think that's actually a great honor. But I think the tools we have to do it so it's easily – so that criticism can also be easily consumed are so 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 reductive even asking like i I had this moment when i was reading a great book called afterbirth um and i'm trying to think of the author's name uh it's like escaping me right now but it was a beautiful spectacular book in my opinion but i remember having that you know like you finish a book and i felt my brain go how good was this book or was this good or bad and I'm like, of all the like, yeah. soul and humanity that was exhibited in just in those pages, that is the like, it's so disrespectful almost or like limiting or just whack to think of it like good, bad, thumbs up, thumbs down. It's like, no, someone's like, here's my whole heart, my central humanity. And I'm like trying to be like, well, I'll give that about 4.2 stars. It's insane. It feels insane to me. So um, I kind of resist a lot of it. Like I, 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 I want us to like, I don't know, to me it just feels like, Not what art should be. It's like, feels like art trying to be like these other spaces, what it's supposed to, in my mind, like particularly not be.
0: Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I agree so much. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Because anyway, you know, we're supposed to be the avant garde. We're supposed to be moving forward to a place that cannot be, uh, you know, graded (laughs) or categorized or explained, right? We're supposed to be opening up ground <laughs> in our evolution in our like collective move you know it all of us together as humans so how can all of that be put in categories in advance It can't it's just like instead they're putting the brakes on us you know they're like nah yeah yeah slow down <laughs> it, it's so
1: true, <laughs> and it ends up it ends up being like you know you could it does you don't have to like imagine very far to see how it can be detrimental to the process so Obviously, I'm again as I say this, I'm not anti getting awards. I'm very grateful. (laughs) It's a big honor. But you create this system where you can get further legitimized by further award winning, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And now and because of the way we view those awards, and I think we're starting to change it. I think people are starting to understand like it's not it's 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 obviously extremely arbitrary. But in some people's minds, these awards are like that's better than this, because they won an award and they didn't. And um it's a way to get a the majority actually of artists to feel less than because the only yeah. one, there's only so many yeah. awards.
0: Yeah. And,
1: uh, and obviously I guess like the, the, the other sister half is if you are lucky enough, like, you know, obviously we've been very blessed on my team and, you know, my, my publishing house and with my first book, we've gotten very lucky in the sense that we've gotten some of these honors, which I'm super grateful for. But like, you know, it doesn't mean that in any way that my book is like, a better book of this of that year it's just it's one person who tried and i, I mean and, and i'm i said this to someone who like cares a lot about putting like intense effort into their craft but it's not like we're not trying to just be like this hierarchical system we're trying to like you said be avant-garde and almost like remind ourselves that the, the illusion of this me above here and you here that's like not us that's 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 not real life
0: yeah exactly that's not our intention so our intention gets like deformed in the process of you know being like you know consumed, <laughs> yeah, of entering the machine, the production machine, yeah, and that's a mm-hmm. that's problematic, and and I think that there is no exception to this, you know, once you succeed in something, uh, however you know minimal that success is, then every, the cogs in that in the wheel around you want you to keep repeating that thing, right? Yeah. So. Uh, you know, reiterating what has already been said, which is really not that useful to you (laughs) in your work, or to your you know readers or listeners or followers or you know those who love you right uh, that's what they want you to do and they want then they will pay you for it mo- the most <laughs> and they will kind they're not they're not like interested in something completely different coming from you because they can't quite predict if that will do as well eh and also there is that inherent bias that you're just not gonna be good in more than one or two media you know like you can be an actor and we will you know excuse you for writing a book and talk about it but like you're not a good writer no one's gonna read it right that's that's the prejudice you know you can be a great musician but then you can also write books come on like it's an inherent prejudice that exists uh in in our consumption you know consumption system uh that i think we all need to break down like we need to break out of it and get our freedom our creative freedom back
1: I love it. I'm like nodding my head because like, yeah, it's really true. And I think part of it has to do with the sense that our general sort of the the in its heart, capitalism has is set up so that even one artistic medium, you're not really supposed to be able to sustain over even one. It's not really supposed to be a choice. So we even again, we've been trained to think that if you can do two, it's impossible. Cause you're really not even supposed to be able to do the one. You're really what you're supposed to do is uh, sell your labor power traditionally to the machine in a way that takes up your nine to five of your life yes
0: yes and, yes um, yes yes if you
1: like <laughs> if you like escaped that it's already like such a privilege that we're like it's almost like we that's the whole celebrity thing we want to elevate you to this weird status which is again problematic but if you've somehow escaped in quotes because you, you can't fully escape it but escapes that it's already like impossible and then um so once you say you want to do that again the public almost like has this knee jerk eh about it because you weren't really supposed to do in the first one that was already like we already gave you the benefit of like escaping once
0: right you're not following the rules
1: (laughs) and i to do it again
0: yeah you know yeah so if you break the rules like we don't want to know about you like you become an outlier
1: (laughs) and the most dangerous part is like it's internalized yeah that's my thing like i was saying i i i i i think i logically justify my belief about my in like unwillingness to identify as like a practitioner of those other art forms or mediums because of like a reverence for that thing i don't want to like take it lightly but i tell my students all the time if you write you're a writer so why can't i tell myself if you take pictures you're a photographer yes
0: you are and i'm here to tell you you are and but I've internalized, <laughs>
1: and that's why even you, I've internalized this kind of, I'm already like getting away with something by getting to be a writer. Because again, my parents are African immigrants. Like that wasn't a thing in their mind at all. The joke I used to tell on, on tour was um, I finally figured out how to get my very immigrant parents to co-sign my artistic career. And then the punchline was, all I had to do was get a profile in the New York Times.
0: You
1: know? and yeah. it's, it's a joke, but it was true. Yeah,
0: yeah. And my parents don't live here. They don't know the New York Times if they hit them <laughs> on the head. <laughs> they have never, I I, I never gave uh, permission to have my books translated in Greek, my native language. So they have the books in languages they don't read, which suits me well. <laughs> Perfect. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> the whole family knows, you know, like the vague outline of it, but there is like no space for all the criticism. <laughs> um, Ideal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, but to me, you know, it's like I came here on my own, you know, at 15 specifically to like escape, you know? um wow. And I thought long about whether. To come here or like the soviet union <laughs> who's like my n- number two <laughs> or <laughs> you know or like uh, france because my french was better than my english um yeah, english is like my third language so yeah, wow. and, and my french literature you know is more where i belong than belong um and i chose america for this you know anarchist aspect to it, you know, because there is so much space and there is so much, uh, you know, diversity uh, underground, (laughs) right? Uh, Not in the like uh, shop windows, (laughs) but, you know, on the ground that there was space for me to just keep reinventing myself and, and learning, you know, through that, through the people and the identities that I could keep taking on. Uh, you know, and I just didn't want to be like my dad's daughter and my, <laughs> I did not want to continue that. That was really, you know, heavy and, and dark. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, um,
1: so what, what a uh, sort of impressive or like, I mean, a kind of heroic impulse to have at a, at a at that age, you know, to to sort of even be mulling over those choices in order in a in a way that actually happened. That's like incredible. It's incredible.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it was good because uh, I mean, it was cl- clearly full I could have died like in Hollywood when I got off the plane, and it was like I'm here, not knowing anyone. Um, yeah. But um, you know, it did like the the risk the risk inherent, you know, ha- had, has been helpful throughout in the sense of. Um, Letting me out of the normal obligations, you know, like I'm always aware I am a foreigner wherever I am. I, I you know, I left too no, young. No. I'm a foreigner everywhere. I don't belong. The, you know, the the natives can go by the rules; they understand them. <laughs> but Fine. you know, I need to have an escape plan. <laughs> so having that, like, very formative in my in my psyche, um, makes it easier for me to basically say no to the temptations of like you know success and like the promise of wealth which like how much are we gonna make honestly (laughs) like the (laughs) pittance
1: that's really cool though because that's like a real that's a really deep freedom you've like sort of created for yourself i love that
0: yeah yeah, it is, yeah. So I was, you know, every time that I reached the place of success, I kind of, like, got out of it before I get completely caught, you know. And in the process, each time I lost, like, my agent and my publisher, you know. And I went to another country and I worked on another medium and <laughs> started all over. And then when I got a new agent and a new, uh, like, you know, well, I did. I did film, for example, <laughs> and I got a production company and all of that, and everything's great. Uh, and then I reach a place where I have to like stay with it for my career. You know, I'm, I jump out and like I move to Miami and I d- enter the competition of, for art space in like the main, uh, s- you know, stretch of the city where everybody walks for like a co-op art studio. I got it, having had like no career in art, (laughs) except I had, you know, it was like my double uh, major as an undergrad. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. then I spent like seven years just making and selling art, you know, people like hundreds of people walked in and, and creating that, you know? So yeah, I just kind of like, I stand here as an example <laughs> that it can be done, you know? Like I did, I made, I did the, the, my film, ca- film career started in India. So I had to go kind of far from New York <laughs> to get from the writing to the film. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I, it has lear- taught me a lot and it has um, liberated me. Uh, and also, you know, another thing that I want to say is that it has reinforced the sense that I always had that we writers need to get out of the, you know, academic gates, you know, where, where, where like knowledge is kept away from the world, you know. Um, and and share it. You know, it's okay to go back to it like when, you know, we're older, maybe. (laughs) Don't have all the energy, but just like to be kept there because that's the main means of like providing, you know, a consistent salary and and healthcare. I think that's, you know, too much of a compromise and it doesn't help the art. It really doesn't, you know, because you you don't get access to as much hardcore living. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I'm so into what you're saying right now. <laughs> I find that so inspiring because it's really true. That's another thing, like it's it's first off, it's brave and courageous to take the initial leap. It's really, really different to like, feel like get fi- to finally beat the game, so to speak. Oh, you get to, you made it since you become sustainable in this thing that's very difficult to even have a chance to do that. And then to leave that and do it again, and then do it again is like, wow. Like that's so inspiring to me because, um, you know, and if you have the option to do that, like it's 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 been an interesting part of the journey for me, excuse me, to have a, like to even be considered an artist in like a, outside of my own like head. Cause even in my own head, it's like, yeah, like, eh, you know, I try my best and that's what I do. But to have like this, to be sort of quote unquote legitimized in this certain kind of energy, um, it's different for me and academia is very very emotionally strange because of how academia is so inherently hierarchical and oh so my God so,
0: yeah.
1: All they want to they very often want to reduce stuff. I, I did the MFA so they try to be separate but it's still within the walls of <laughs> of that space so its And I love my MFA experience. I'm not I didn't have a negative one but when you say when you want to teach now, right? I I always oh, yeah, think about Yeah,
0: I love my MFA experience. I went to Brown loved every every moment was great and then i stayed you know as an assistant professor and that was super generous of them adjunct of course you know uh and uh, then but i was young and i realized at some point there is no way i can spend my life in these corridors as much as i love the graduate students i get to teach um there was no way this was not the life of the mind (laughs) i was too young (laughs) yeah Yeah.
1: and feeling like you and taking those leaps though it's um it is hard because you know again like there's there's like logistical realities that are binding you to spaces part of why i went part of why i went so hard when i did and then also even why i left syracuse when i did was both because of my father's like health um so, like, the system is so horrendous that it kind of tries to force you into its, again, selling your labor power or selling your particular... Say you have whatever scale art form that is outside of the traditional trajectory. They're still trying to force you into, like, acting like you're working your regular job. Um, because yeah, if yeah. you don't, they'll be like, well, you're going to starve and die. Or your parents will, too. <laughs> and so, like... Um, yeah. It's been really interesting for me to like try to like keep that sort of sacred energy about my art, even as uh, um, it's becoming uh, more and more, I guess, extrinsically motivated because I know that there's like a, like someone cares now. And so it's like a really hard balance. But I mean, to me, I try to focus on my my, my artistic purposes, my, my, what I think is connected to my, my general purpose and have that sort of be in the front of my mind and the back of my mind as opposed to like will they like this am i am i gonna get this that recognition or whatever to me uh trying to find that balance is really that's why what you're saying to me is like so like mind-blowing and awesome because it's like kind of a kind of a a dream that i think a lot of people aspire to that's really hard to like manifest in real life i don't know if you know many people like yourself i'm sure not that many
0: no i don't i don't and I, and I, and I think that, uh, you know, it's, but it is, a, it's a matter of fear and it's a matter of, uh, you know, conversion therapy. <laughs> um, I think that partly the system, you know, denies us the, the option to, to truly love, you know, cause when you love your dad, or if you have a kid, you love your kid, then even if you're willing to like, you know, give up your own security, you want to like, you know, get theirs so that's a way you know it gets you and then this general Mm. assumption you know that we have to work in order to live you know which i mean i'm sure you have thought of you know universal basic income and yeah (laughs) uh, it doesn't have to be this artist income there's there could be all kinds of ways that you know we could all get a basic income to live um yes equitably, you know, w- without it really making a big difference to the economy of this nation. <laughs> um, yes. And not have that sense in the back of your head that well, you know, maybe you'll starve. <laughs> maybe you even, yeah. even just universal health care. Even just health care. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Both of those are necessary.
1: Universal basic income and universal health care. Like
0: that's right. That's right. Speaking of your dad, like not being unwell, like that immediately creates the fear. How many thousands of dollars of bills are coming our way? Right. Yeah.
1: At any time. Yeah. And so if you don't operate in this system that doesn't really serve anybody, like no one's like, I love it. Right. But we all, it's it, it's 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 really rough. But that's why, like, and and then so like the one way like some people try to do it is you make so much money, like you get basically instead of escaping the game, you get so good at the game, you get to kind of ignore it a little bit. But you know, at what cost to yourself and right, to your Right, but you lose health, your
0: soul. Come on. <laughs> I mean, you know, Faust. <laughs> I don't yeah. think there is any way you, you keep your you know your freedom, your your authenticity while you're making a ton of money. Just that, yeah. that can happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. But you know, your like your parents and, and my parents come from a place. You know, my island, I'm, I'm from the island of Lesbos and uh, it had, mm. my village where I was born, where my, both my parents were born, uh, has the same name that it did in, in the Iliad, you know, in, by Homer. And life hasn't really changed. And those uh, wow. you know, those antiquities are still there from that wow. long ago. Um, wow. so, you know, when you land there and you spend time, t- you know, it's everything slows down and really like there is no sense of what we know is work, you know. Like people don't, you know, I mean, because a lot of work is still agricultural and it goes with the seasons and people work the land and they, you know, eat what they produce and then trade or sell or give. Um, So that's a different part of work. Um, and, And it just kind of like opens up that connection to like working as part of nature without necessarily belonging, you know, to like a, a production machine, a production system. Um, mm-hmm. And I read something recently that, I, I, that resonated with me a lot, which was that we just don't, uh, we, our accountants, <laughs> our economy, um, you know, the Fed, or whoever our economists mm-hmm. are, they don't account for um, natural worth and for uh, woman worth. You know, so they they don't account for the work of the mothers, you know, the birthing, the bearing, yeah. the breastfeeding, any of that, and they don't pay that. But also they don't account for the value, you know, the monetary value of like clean air, right? Like, you know, trees, the environment, like that should be in the goddamn accounts. Whoever's keeping accounts, <laughs> <laughs> we're only valuing, uh, you know, like cutting down the trees and creating money out of a forest, rather than the inherent value of like the forest, you know, to exemplify it, or the ocean, right?
1: Ah, wild! Like we created, we created the system, and then immediately became like a complete slave to it, like right. a complete slave to it. And it's funny, like when you don't account for motherhood or the air, it's like you don't. It's like you. <laughs> You don't account the thing that allows you to have if you, your, the machine, the thing that makes the machine go, your employees, even though obviously we aren't, we are more than employees, but that's how they see us. How those people are created, <laughs> they don't view that as valuable, which right. tells you something about the, it's almost like a, it's a it's too obvious of a story or a joke or a satirical thing. It's like too obvious, but like the way, humans are created is not valued and that's very clear in like so many aspects of policy around pregnancy and child rearing but it just gets really like it's just a fine point to like the general idea of like humanity not being valued outside of its ability to produce uh labor but it's funny though because being born is essential to producing labor so even in its own weird way it's still stupid (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah and being able to like live you know a long and, and Air. productive life <laughs> <Air>. right yeah <laughs> like not be poisoned by by smog or you know toxic water that like that's important to the system
1: <laughs> but again like there is a, it, the, it, i a i hadn't thought of it exactly this way until i went to south africa the first time on, on book stuff but like she was one of the the person she took us like a natural food tour of this part of cape town it was really really dope and in their culture they're getting they're kind of re-getting their connection to farming and like like plot farming like like a farm outside your house and thinking about how the forest doesn't need a gardener but the forest maintains itself and how dead leaves protect the topsoil and it's a whole you know obviously a pretty elegant system that we fuck up a lot but anyways um she was like, uh, in, when my grandma, her grandmother was a, a child, like when, it, when someone's hungry, like there's always somebody cooking in their house. And if, if someone's hungry, you just go to your, your if not your house, that house, if not that house, that house, that house, you know, you get food because, and how do you get food? Food is sourced by, you went out and got it earlier in the day. And now though, like it, it's like, if, it, now even in South Africa, but obviously here too, if you're, if you're starving and hungry, it's like you're shit out of luck. You have to go beg for food maybe. To get money, but not even food itself, but money. And um, the accessibility to clean air and food and clean water. In if those things are all accessible and and housing, like like as we they then we wouldn't have to sell our, our labor power to this machine and do this thing that we don't like doing. No one likes doing it. So it it, it And I don't I, I wonder how much in these people's minds it's like a thing. But like, it's almost we all we all agree to this terribly backwards system where um, you have to work the system. The the space is so toxic, and the general person is so without ability that you have to sort of pay for the subscription services almost to survive. So you have to pay for this subscription service called the grocery store to get what food is, and that there's so many dangers besides the fact of what they're putting in the food but also our relationship to food is inherently like just completely broken i think like some people think steaks come from shop right <laughs>
0: you know? yeah 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 we have no connection yeah. to the yeah
1: to the to to, to to either animals or the plants that grow out of the ground like none
0: yeah. but
1: and so that's just one version of it but like yeah we have no idea of how to all these things that are we can't make our own clothes we keep all these things that we've done um we we live in comfort but at the price of autonomy,
0: basically. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, you know, if we could collectivize, I mean, that's honestly, um, you know, keeping us competing with each other. You know, like, I mean, that's the whole mantra, right? That's what reality TV is about. That's what social media is about. You know, who gets what more attention more eh, eh, numbers. So but keeping us you know, com- focused on competing with each other about who has what you know, d- destroys our power to, like, share, right, and trade. So if you don't have that, you know, that, that emphasis on competition and you have the emphasis on collaboration, you know, then what I'm good at making a lot of, I'll give you some, and you give me some of what you can make a yeah, lot too. of, and we know we're going to survive, you know, and we're all so different that we could do that in our little micro, you know, cultures and 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 figure it out and fine tune it and that would be a great way to use the internet <laughs> instead of how we use it now you know for advertising of oneself and whatever
1: <laughs> yeah we have the ability to, to connect globally at all times and, yeah. and 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 on some level you know like it's happening though like i mean it's knowing that money is is how it starts right cuz cryptology is and, and and decentralization of money is like it's funny. I'm, I'm not I'm no authority to speak about this stuff, but that is an example of like a collective working outside the central space and be like, okay, we want to do it ourselves. And it's this this other network where um, we can sort of not de- depend on the on the the fiat system or like the central system and trade are on our own. We have a, a standard through which trading can be done on a, on a, on our own terms outside of the sort of megalith boss guy uh and um that's one space but i think um it's coming i hope so i hope it's coming it's also hard because like you said it's a it's a it's a like an unlearning system it's like a big program and you have to like we have to unlearn so much but if you're not given the tools
0: yeah, you can learn to so much. Care? I mean they start us with like competing in the family, you know, for the parental like approval or, or you know, something, gift, something. And then we go to school and it's like grades and sports yeah. and, and you know it nonstop is about who is better and how and you know, so yeah, it, there is a lot of like resistance and and you know uh undoing <laughs> that you know, we have to be ready to do. But it's not yeah. that hard to me, because like once it makes sense to you, once you resonate with it, and you're like yes, then it's you know pretty easy to shed. You just need to like be conscious, you know. I yeah. mean, to me, it all—all all of this, so many years of of this—you know—go back to that uh, line by Audre Lorde. Um, you know, you can bring down the master using the tools of the master. You know, they will—the master will always out outdo you. <laughs> you know, the master doesn't give a shit if um the new, you know, leader or or trillionaire is a woman or, you know, a person of color or whatever our current like little categories are. Yeah. You know, so long as the the rules are followed
1: you and, need the, a full and the hierarchy
0: still. is honored, that's it. That's what yeah.
1: Yes, exactly. To me like kind of what my art ends up my work ends up being about like how do we have a full paradigm shift how do we like grow our imaginations enough to me like the met I think like so I think everyone has like a place in like that journey or like that like that thing we're trying to do and like for me it's like I think my role is to use like um, at least one of my roles to use like language to um, first remind us that the system that we have in place is already inhumane whether that be through being funny or engaging or dark or whatever it's like remind us that a if we actually looked at it we already don't agree some people have to like we have to get reminded of that and then to be like but also each of us individually through our imaginative abilities have the ability to uh, to create something better and it's not like i think i think we're we get dis, um, disheartened by like, well, it's so much, it's so much. It's like where it's us. So um, for me, that feels really connected to like my creative purpose. To how can I re- like remind myself and others that we can do something better?
0: Yeah, hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was one of my questions that I was gonna get to your creative purpose. So yeah, shift yeah. shift the paradigm. That
1: yeah, is- it's it's, it's it, and usually it's like it's like through like particular institutions like because all these, these different hierarchical systems these these that thing it's kind of, race is another one of them like I, race is, is one i'm obviously concerned with um so i'm like look at all these ways this manifest in this um and, and obviously because we know that these different systems intersect with each other so the novel i've just done um it deals a lot with um the carceral system and how criminalization is like a very visceral and baseline and important one that I think needs to be thought about with a whole new type of nuance and we need a paradigm. Yeah. Bit. And so that's why I wrote about it.
0: Good. Good. Yeah. No, I mean, first of all, where is the rehabilitation aspect to it? Nowhere. <laughs> and, no. and and then, you know, even if, if you go, I, I like when we get overstimulated and distracted by details, you know, I like to go to the start of things, you know, uh, and the start of policing, at least in this country, is very much, you know, getting the slaves caught and sent back to their masters. Yep. So, yeah. yeah, that's like very existential uh, and it does need like a thorough rewrite. Not also, it doesn't work. Yeah, you know? it doesn't
1: work. <laughs> yeah, like even Even if like you had no humane element about it, <laughs> which you should, you should have care about the humans. These are all humans it also isn't the deterrent we hope it to be because all these things we're so afraid of still happen. You know, all these things that were issued this murder, these assaults, uh, all of it is still a part of the culture. And so the prison as we have it is not, it's not working. So, you know, I think yeah. uh, uh, the abolitionists, they say like where life is precious, life is precious. And right now in our system, life is not precious. So, no. it, it, and the, the public or whatever the outside world it recreates what the system or the institution deems okay. Because the only difference between what happens outside and inside, meaning prison inside and outside is like inside there it's like they're bad and the government said it's okay. So they can be tortured. But outside the world if 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 you see your if that's the if that's what's on the table, that's what's on the table. So um for me it's really that's a that's that's a that feels like a that feels important to me because I think even good reasonable people have like subscribed to the idea of like some of us deserve to be tortured and i think that um if we can like address that that's like a good almost like bottom layer to cleanse and then go up from there so that's why i think that's why i chose that as like that's not why i chose it that's why the book i think forced itself to be written
0: yeah yeah when that happens (laughs) yeah yeah uh and and you know I mean, I'm. I don't know if you thought in prison. You know, I thought in prison a couple of times, uh, in a, on a couple of a different, couple of different states in my yeah. life. And it is, you know, it's so painful to just go through those gates and be like searched and leave behind your phone and have no AC and have no like accountability to the outside world. I mean, yeah. that in itself, every time you know you go in and you know that you can get out you know you're there because you've chosen to right just as a witness but even yeah. it doesn't make make a difference like that existential fear like i always would get like you know goose flesh, you know this the, the dread <laughs> um of going you know almost to the underworld because yeah. what we take for granted cannot be taken for granted and and things can be taken away from you. You know, everything is a privilege there. So even the fact that um, I was allowed to teach, that could be revoked anytime by the warden, right? So, right. Um, and anything could be considered suspicious behavior. And and again, taken away, you know, and students, you know, could be like sent to isolation for n- nothing that I could understand. <laughs> so yeah, I think that, um, you know, we forget that there's a huge you know, chunk of, of population uh, who is out of context. You know, who has who, is, who are being kept out of life, and we are okay with that. Like we let that go on as if it's not happening. Yeah, it's
1: it's terrifying for a lot of reasons. Um, you think about like we know for sure of the object abuse that happens for, between prisoners, but also like guards to prisoners. All those guards, they're not just in the prison where they're obviously partaking like, a very, like, it feels like, oh, a, a self-contained fascist space, a self-contained evil space. You can't contain evil like that. They go home, right? They, oh it, there's God, no yeah, way, there
0: are women. There's no,
1: uh, yeah. there's, there's no way it doesn't, like, leak out there. And then now, look what they've, look what they've inspired and infected into their own families. And then how that continues and continues all the way out. It's just this, you can't just have like okay we accept this evil but it's over here <laughs> you can't you know if, if we're that easy you know we would the, the world would be a lot more simple you can't just have a place where it's okay to be evil you have to change the whole thing and, and 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 inspire something that is not evil again a very it's not it's not it's not like something i think is gonna be easy but like if love can be the motivator and not fear you know it can be a very different space
0: yeah exactly yeah if there is a sense of empathy or you know common humanity like our shared humanity to begin with yeah exactly instead we, of like we remember yeah no, oh, sorry no yeah instead of like the otherness you know this kind of Im- impulse we have you know which is very lazy it's just emotionally lazy i think you know mm. right um to like you know categorize something we don't recognize as other and then we don't spend time with it we just move on and that's really a death sentence to whatever that other is you know a a foreigner someone who speaks or dresses or looks or behaves differently (laughs) anything we don't we're not familiar with yet uh
1: exactly i think um prison and police as they are 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 like uh emotional and also like philosophical and moral crutches that have made us like completely unable to walk uh there's like a and and the otherness again like i agree so much once we buy into this paradigm of some people can do things and then it's okay to strip their humanity away once that's on the table you don't get to control where that happens now once it's on the table oh surprise surprise it's mostly black people we do it to it can't be on the table (laughs) Oh, once it's on the table, surprise, surprise! The couple women are being treated—you already put it on the table. Like it can't be on the table at all, and that's scary because—and and it's like a self-cleaning oven because its existence—the <laughs> mere
0: like a self oven, yeah—the
1: mere existence of prison keeps us from having to think about an alternative to prison.
0: Yeah, it's already there. Yeah.
1: The building's already there. Throw them in there. We're scared now. Um, it it, it's a it's a really it's really scary it's really dark it pulls on our darkest worst impulses which are real and i like to honor those pain of loss real pain of being of of being violated and victimized those are real things but if i i think that if we could just change our attitude towards quote-unquote criminals to be like those are people that we failed at some point at some point our system wasn't loving enough.
0: Oh, yeah, at, the, at right at the beginning sometime, <laughs> you know, that, happen, all that all that happens like so early on, you know? And, yes. Yeah. And also, of course, like the, the privatization of prison that has gone on, you know, in America yeah. is heartbreaking because, you know, they make more money, the more abusive they are, the more profit they make, you know, like, we're, you know, in my country, yes, it's like only nine, 10 million people, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> prison is run by the government and it's local and the local people go to the local prison, right? If they break the law and get caught and and get sentenced, if they don't like run away to the mountains (laughs) and of course there's no death penalty. So that makes a difference, you know? Um, But you know, there there is just more sense of something that your mind can comprehend. You know, Uh, there is a boundary within which all of that happens a boundary of humanity you know like socrates went to prison and and this and chose to take the hemlock i mean i think he was wrong uh, <laughs> he wanted to show however that like the you know we all need the law to to go by the one law and we need to change the law rather than our obedience to the law i you know i get it but my point is we have these fundamental stories of imprisonment and and you know, liberation and re-imprisonment in our culture, in our creation myths, in our history very much, right? Mm. So there is an aspect of it that's considered normal to life. But Mm. here, we have stopped all that, you know? We don't talk about the narratives, the stories of people who went in and get, it's not part of our daily conversation, you know? It's not, there aren't enough people we know, we're so like socially compartmentalized so that you know you know most of the people who have been to prison go back to like communities that are isolated and kept away you know amongst themselves um yeah. and yeah and t- to me that's like so much about uh, you know money and and much less a- about you know really otherness but otherness is what's used <laughs> you know by the system to keep the boundaries yeah. to keep the boundaries
1: yeah yeah um and, and absolute, absolutely, to me, like our, our system, both prison and police, is it's to disappear individuals, you know, which means we don't have to dis- disappear systemic issues. We don't have to disappear um, poverty, we disappear the poor. We don't have to disappear mental illness, we, dis- we disappear those who are suffering from mental illness. And like you said, like, um, it's this intellectual but moral philosophical laziness because those are complicated, dark issues that will force us to confront the fact that in all of us, is a capacity for terrible and also greatness. Um, But we aren't willing to do it because it's difficult and it takes resources. And also, if you didn't have uh, sort of the threat of death looming over you, who would participate in this system? Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, the scare tactics. Yeah, yeah yeah
1: Yeah, but any other than that everything's great
0: <laughs> what's the title <laughs> of your book that you just pretty much finished the draft? yeah it's
1: a secret i can't give it out
0: oh oh suspense <laughs> okay then <laughs> well yeah. i will update the podcast when it comes out how is that yeah
1: <laughs> yeah but, you know it might change we're still seeing i yeah. mean i don't think it'll change but i don't want to get people too excited you know
0: yeah i think that's great though i think it's something that has to be said and I'm glad you're doing. You know, I'm glad you're doing that work. I mean, I know you're a fellow. You know, you're a fellow traveler. <laughs> um, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I felt it when I saw you. I we didn't have time. There were so many people and so many people I knew, but I just recognized you. You know, on a, on a psychic recognition. Yeah, yeah, uh, I do too. This is in
1: my. I think this is my. This was in Miami, I guess.
0: Yeah, it was in Miami. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, it's, it's really funny how like you can. It's really funny because I. Me too. But yeah. you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Next time though. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, like some trying <laughs> let you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, no. We're gonna definitely uh, keep this conversation going. I think it 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 matters because, you know, we're so alike and we're in such, you know, harmony, and yet you know, in the eyes of like the average person we uh, seem so right different but we're the same you know we're the same so I, 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 I love that yeah
1: i mean that's i mean i i i'm honored that you say that because like to me that feels inspiring because again like you said like i was saying earlier some of the, the decisions and leaps you've taken to me are like really like the goal so that's really cool i appreciate that
0: yeah i'm glad i'm glad that i was here to give you this message (laughs) from the universe yeah Yeah. (laughs) okay so um yeah i think that's good i mean we could talk about you know writing process and we could talk about um how you know the the people self-publishing and the changes in the publishing industry and we, we could talk about a lot but i just love how real this has been, uh, you know, about our humanness. <laughs> I love
1: this. Yeah. I, and, feel, I hope it's okay, because I love this.
0: Yeah, and I've, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling complete. Uh, I want to read uh, the first, just the first uh, two sentences of your, of, you know, Friday Black, because I think it's just one of the good openings, a good opening. Um, Fela, the headless girl, walked toward Emmanuel her neck jagged with red savagery she was silent but he could feel her waiting for him to do something anything i just love starting with the headless girl so (laughs) i had to honor that opening because i'm very fond of like you know first lines that grab you and you're like whoa you know to me being named eurydice you know she's She's Orpheus, the head of Orpheus, <laughs> um, which, by the way, um, you know, came on the on the Aegean and washed up on the shores of of the island, right where I was born. I was born on that mm-hmm. cove. Um, so again, like you are, you know, this this the stories, you know, of the headless heads that are uh, the o- oracles, you know, that bring you messages um, um. are many thousands of years old, you know, they're bigger than like you and me and our current identity, right? And, and when I read that, I'm like, wow, you know, yeah, it's Nana, but also it's like other wisdom speaking, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, that, mm-hmm. right. and that's just like the beauty of it, that it, it's not just an individual voice, it's just all the stories coming through being retold. And I appreciate that a lot, yeah, that you're open that way
1: um I you know, I appreciate it so much, you know, I think when we're doing that at the highest level, you're hopefully like yourself, of course, but you're channeling from source some some higher you know from that, and uh to me, that's the what you're really trying to do, just be there to to channel the real thing, and hopefully you know some of the stories you get some of that feeling,
0: yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, thank you, Nana. Thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being with of course. me. Uh, of course. Yeah. Lots of love to you and everyone out there. Thank you for listening. I love you. And until next week, keep keep speaking, keep speaking sex, keep speaking lit, keep speak, speaking art. <laughs> All of it. Keep this going. Yeah. Okay. Thanks.
1: Thank you so much.
0: So um, we can keep this going if you want for a minute longer, um, but I am gonna